go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You always think the League Cup, Newcastle, Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson, and uh, things are heating up. We're getting close to the footy season kicking off. Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League announcing their draft draw this week. So looking forward to getting into that a little bit shortly with our guest. Um, of course, it would be remiss of me if I didn't um, thank our great sponsors at Newey Threads, who, without uh, who we wouldn't be here week in, week out, bringing you all your coverage of Newcastle, Hunter Valley and Central Coast Rugby League. This week on the show, we are fortunate enough to have a guest uh, who's been involved in the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League for some time now. He uh, is a man of many hats out at the mighty Glendale Gorillas out there at the crossroads at Bower Oval. He's none other than Ben Robertson, their president. He's also their skipper and their starting front rower. Welcome to the show, Ben. Is there anything you can't do out at Glendale, mate? <laughs> no, not, not very good on the barbecue. All right, well, we'll keep you away from that. Um, and, and, you know, they're obviously keeping you out of the seven seven jersey as well. I think Forbesy's got that one stitched up. <laughs> so, mate, um, Glendale, obviously, uh, you know, it's an interesting time for all clubs at the moment. Uh, the competition only only a few weeks away. How's the uh, how's the mood out at Glendale in regard to, you know, the competition? I think well, tonight being Wednesday night the 17th, it's almost a month to the day away, four and a half weeks. Yeah, I think all the boys are just excited. You know, get around each other, get the train. I know myself being a front row, not very good, not me, me not going on the train. So sitting around doing nothing isn't good for me. So it'll be good to get back. Yeah, I think I think there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of players that are very excited, and probably some players' partners that have had enough of having them at home, mate. <laughs> yeah, one's one's like that for sure. Uh, My partner. Yeah, mate. I can imagine. I, I know my partner's ready for me to go and um, you know commentate and watch some footy and do whatever just to get me out of the house. I've been working from home as well and so has she. So it can be a bit of a challenge. But uh, as you say, and as I touched on, footy is just around the corner. Um, The competition, it's been announced. The current format um, that was announced is six grades. Um, So A grade through to C grade. And then we've got the three pools splitting the remaining guys uh, into localised comps. Uh, I guess for Glendale, and and we'll get onto the fact that you're entering two teams this year, your second side would be really keen about the fact they get um, a good good bunch of local derbies, mate. Yeah, it's good. We had something similar to that last year, a couple of close games, but the, like the B grade last year changed up a fair few times throughout the year, but they haven't had too much trouble the last couple of years, so it's been good. Yeah, certainly, certainly something they looked at, obviously, with a shorter season, the uh, competition committee and... Uh, I know last year you guys, as you said, were fortunate that C grade got the absolute opposite end of the stick. I think uh, I spoke to Brooke Roach at one point last year, who, uh, for those who aren't uh, up to speed with Brooke, he's the uh, captain coach and long-serving stalwart at Raymond Terrace. And they had a run there, I think, three three weeks in a row or three out of four weeks. They had to go to Morissette, Budgiewoy, and then Arimba for games. So uh, local derbies are certainly the flavour that we like to see and, and hopefully they're nice and competitive. Uh, but you'll also have the side in B grade this year, mate. So I guess have a chat to us. The last few years, I mean, I remember back when I was playing Glendale, sort of some seasons had teams, some seasons didn't. They sort of come in the, into the lower grades predominantly. You've built up over the last few years, won a D grade title a couple of years ago. You've been on most of that journey. And now, you know, a B grade side and, and you were right in the mix last year. 
2016, we come back into the competition. Um, formerly known as the Silverback, come back just as the Gorillas. Um, had a really tough, tough year that year. Only won one game. That was that, that was actually the last time Fort and Beresfield's been in the competition. So we embarrassed them out of the comp for a couple of years. <laughs> but um, yeah, then like yeah, saying that, like getting flogged every week and that, but still probably like the most entertaining year off the field I've had. Like the most fun around the boys and that, and got heaps of new mates just from that year. Then um, obviously the year after, got a couple more experienced players in. Uh, Forty taking over as coach and going to win the grand final the year after, so that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it certainly is, and 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 it's probably a good model. And and I know you know I've talked with a number of different people about it, and we see some sides that you know they they sort of flash in the pan sides. They'll they'll appear with with some you know, and I use the term loosely star started. They might have brought in some players who are all just there, and it's all about winning the premiership. Whereas I've certainly observed from afar, you guys like culture seems to have been. Something very key, and I know um, Forbes is a real leader when it comes to culture. Uh, he's certainly an entertaining character, but you, you guys are built with you know the local guys, and we talked about it off air just before the second team coming in this year. That's based around a lot of young local guys, and just making sure they've still got an outlet for their footy as well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the year we won the grand final, I think um, the whole core of the group from the first year to up to last year, I think our left side of the field from like. Hooker, the winger on the left side, I know that, that pretty much hasn't changed over the last four years. And then you got the other other blokes on the other side keeping their spots too. So it's been the same tour for the last four years, building up through grades. Yeah, and that's, and that's great to see. And obviously it's, it's a good pathway. Um, you know, there's always going to be some, some significant movement, I guess, in, in a couple of those top A-grade sides, depending on what the, the you know rugby league political landscape is at the time for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, players coming up and down from, you know, competitions like Tui's Cup or coming to the area from other competitions. But uh, I think it's a really good news story. And we, we see some other clubs doing some similar things. Aberglasson's a great example of that, sort of just working their way up slowly. And uh, I guess move, moving forward for, for the Gorillas, mate, um, as the president and, and, you know, also the captain at the moment, what, what's what's the goal? Obviously, bringing a second side this year is the goal to eventually, you know, continue to maintain having two sides and, you know, get to that level that some clubs have been historically, like a Cardiff, where you've had, you know, a really strong either either a good A grade side or a, or a top of the top tier B grade side, and, and then a second side as well for the, the younger boys who might not quite be ready to cut their teeth. Is that the, the goal moving forward? Yeah, well, we all, well, as a club, we want to go as high as we can, play the best footy we can, give the like the closest have the closest games and that, and um, yeah, go from there up to A grade will be massive. Like, Obviously, hopefully you build up the players and not just buy a competition. Build up the players we've got and hopefully through these young blokes in the B grade want to stick around and help us out, move up. And as long as they're having fun, especially with that D grade, like, like I said before, like, we know what it's like. That was your best year of footy, your first year at D grade. Yeah. So hopefully they stick around and um, help us improve like, for sure. Yeah, and it's key having that depth too. I know, mate, I... um. After I finished up at Lakes many years ago, I, I went out, ended up over at Cardiff through knowing a couple of guys there, and we had an A-grade side. And when you got those guys on the fringe who aren't getting a game and stuff, it's not not necessarily all that much fun for them. And then it is hard if you're coming into A or B-grade and you haven't had a game for four or six weeks. So we threw a side into the D-grade, and um, we still have a few jokes. A, a good good mate of mine, Ben Dunn, and I we were both, 
oh, the best of about 80 kilos then and, and starting front rowers with no replacements on the bench, basically playing mm. against Woodbury up at Woodbury. It, um, as you say, this, the scoreboard's not necessarily always that flattering, but you, you have some, some fun stories and, and we're still, you know, we're still, we still reminisce on that. And I think it's about 12 years ago. So um, some of your best memories are made, you know, not necessarily just by big wins, but um, it's that bonding off the field and, but again, you touch on that point too, mate. You'll need some young blokes to step through. Um, I, I f- I'm certainly guessing Forbes. He hasn't got too many years left in him. I think he's, if he plays many more years, he'll be qualified for the age pension while he's still playing. <laughs> well, I going to be close, but uh, you reckon this was the last year? So, yeah. I, I, I think we've heard the, that before, mate, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think him and the him and the Scorts boys got the the Masters competition. Yeah up on the Gold Coast every year. And um, I reckon after doing that every year, he's going to want to come back anyway. He's going to have a run. Realise he's still got something left. So I reckon he'll, I reckon he'll be back. But who knows, hopefully. Well, that's the thing, mate. Now you've got a second side, you know, in about 10 or 12 years when his skills finally fade because, mate, he's still going a lot better than <laughs> I ever did at the age he is now. Uh, he'll be able to sneak his way back down to the lower grades. There's a couple of boys I know going around. There's one in... The, uh, the North Pool, he went around last year for Stroud, and I'm, I'm sure we'll see him again. He's in his early 50s. Uh, Chapo, Simon Chapel, and he's one of their best players. And I'd be remiss not to mention, I think he's left us and moved down to the Central Coast, but the man who's been at half the clubs in Maitland over the last few years, Shane Tapp, is another one that's racked up the half century and still pulling on their boots. So they're doing pretty well to be doing that, mate. Yeah, yeah played against Tapper the other year, last year. I'm surprised you've still got your teeth, mate. He doesn't mind it and doesn't mind a nice, nice swinging arm tap. So <laughs> he doesn't want to chat in the scrum either. Which is good. Oh, mate, I'm surprised good. you can surprised you can uh, decipher what he's saying. It's a, it's a lot of dribble sometimes, tap. But he does love a chat and loves loves getting involved on our page and mostly giving Aaron Williams raps. He's uh, got the Aaron Williams fan club going there. So, <laughs> uh, mate, the the competition we talked about. Uh, obviously, the two sides you guys have built through to to where you are now. Um, it's it's a really interesting time. Was it was there a point where you guys considered, you know, what what the future meant for season twenty twenty? Was there a point where you ever sort of considered downplaying your involvement in the competition, or um, if not, you know, what is it that's helped you get through? Is there sponsors that have been you know really committed to the cause? Is it the people behind the scenes? What is it that's helped make sure that Glendale is going to have two sides on the paddock in twenty twenty? Um, I think we've always like both coaches. We got like Forbesy and we got Matt Heaton. For coaching the D grade, only young fellow himself. This has always been keen. Just whatever happens, happens, and we'll just make a call on the run. But I think the people who've been in charge of the club since the since 2016, we've been sort of smart with our money. So we had a bit of money in the bank. So we didn't really stress about that. How much this is going to cost us, and if we weren't able to, like, if our sponsor, we were lucky enough to get sponsored by Edgeworth Island Club, yep. which. Um, open back up in two weeks today, so they'll be back in the business, which will be good. We'll be there getting a meal. But um, yeah, having them just backing us and helping us out, we, along with um, Lone Star, Glendale, just we've always just been whatever comes, we'll just make a decision then. And then we've always been keen enough and got the money behind us, so the decision was pretty much easy for us to keep both teams. Yeah, that, that's always a great news story, and especially when the sponsors are, as you say, reopening their doors and starting to get back to their their regularity. And uh, the joys of spon- them sponsoring a footy team is they've got you know at least every second week, if not every week, depending on where you play away. Um, you know, well, with you guys, it'll be the best part of forty blokes who are, are probably quite keen to turn up for an ale at some point through the week, uh, and, and as you said, probably a meal as well. So 
Um, and, and that's probably something that we can't stress enough is, you know, if you're out there and you are supporting a local team, you know, make, make sure you, one, buy a beer and a sausage sandwich there because that money helps the local club as well now that we are allowed to have uh, some form of crowds out there. But also, secondarily, make sure you're supporting the, the businesses that support your local team too because a lot of these guys, you know, it's it's almost thankless for a lot of these businesses. They just do it for their love of the game and just to, you know, make sure that, you know, guys like yourself, Ben, and all those other guys that take the field, especially in the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, can pull the boots on year in, year out. And some of these sponsors have been behind clubs for years on end. So, mate, I'm sure you'd agree and you'd encourage people to get down and sponsor, especially those two uh, larger sponsors that are getting behind the Gorillas this year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, mate, lovely. So, um, I guess, how are you looking? I know we talked off air and you've said that, you know, there's no hassle on the two teams. Um, You're still running the numbers on... Uh, where you sit, uh, there's been some changes around the local area. How do you currently sit on numbers if there's guys around that area that are looking for a run of footy? Uh, well, I'm guessing it's Tuesday and Thursday nights down at Bower Oval moving forward. Is that the go? Yeah, with numbers, we've got a fair few. Eh? Oh, we're really ha- like, really lucky. Well, really happy where we are with numbers. We've got uh, a few people coming from outside the club because other teams are um, cancel the season or cancel competitions, but um, we're just trying to get in a couple of people that we know that probably won't be able to play with, etc. Yeah. So yeah, we're pretty good. We're probably about sitting on about twenty-five players, which is what we sort of want, considering the small season or the shorter season. Yeah. So is that twenty-five players for your B grade side or across the books at the moment? Ah, uh, for both teams, yep. twenty-five each. Yeah, excellent, mate. That's, that, they're they're always good numbers, so that's great to hear. And um, yeah, as you said, there's there's obviously been a couple of clubs that have announced and. You guys have probably got a bit bit broader, you know, for want of a better term, geographical boundaries this year with two of your closest neighbours uh, to the south and the east uh, having just decided that they'll focus on on rebuilding for 2021 in Awabakal and Cardiff. And, you know, that, that's been their, their well, what the message they've sent out at the moment, but there's still plenty of time. And I know there's some sides that in some of the other comps that have pulled the pin and now they're, they're looking at their options. So, um, yeah, look, hopefully, I guess the message is that if there's people out there that are wanting to play footy, that there's plenty of locations and opportunities for you to go and find another club. And, um, or, you know, hopefully if there's clubs that are wanting to play, they can, they can wrangle up the numbers, mate, because at the end of the day, the more the merrier playing local footy. Yeah, that's it. Like, with, uh, with like you said, about Cardiff and Wobbicle, it's pretty, like, especially Cardiff having two teams there, um, Hopefully they can bounce back next year, even though like they're next door rivals or whatever, and we have a bit of a rivalry with them, beat them in the grand final or whatnot. We still, I still want them to be successful club. They've got a bit of rich, rich history in that. So hopefully they bounce back next year even better. Yeah, hundred percent. Certainly the case. You know, Cardiff, a long term, you know, powerhouse, and they've been around for many years. And as you say, they're they're a, lo- a great local rival for you guys, but it's not much of a rivalry if they don't exist anymore. So hopefully we'll see them back in twenty twenty one. And a Wobbicle. You know, certainly gone through an interesting time. They've sort of scraped up some numbers the last year or two in terms of getting players on the field, and they've been in the lower grades. But it looked like they'd really turned the corner this year with with Brad Ty having signed on to uh, to steer the club around, and a couple of the other names that were, were thrown around. It looked like they might have been a you know almost a, a dark horse to maybe play A grade footy, mate. So it'd be hopefully you know especially for a lot of those young Indigenous guys that are looking for role models in playing footy, uh, it'd be great to have those guys back leading a Wobbicle in twenty twenty one. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think before the season, uh, the first season shut down for a bit, they put out a um, like a draw just to go off, just to get grading, like a bit of a vision on grading. 
and they were up in B grade too, so they were definitely improving with the numbers there, like the people they got there. So hopefully they can bounce back too. So hopefully yeah, get them again next year. It could be could be good. Twenty twenty one, we might see maybe Cardiff take a step back and Awabakal and both you both have been B grade against Glendale and it'll be local derbies galore. That'd be alright, wouldn't it? <laughs> it wouldn't be too bad at all. It's always always nice, even even nicer if you uh, can knock them off on their own turf in those local derbies. And as you say, there's no love lost, and I think it's one of the great things. And and I'm sure you can vouch for this as someone who's been in the Newcastle and Hunter for a couple of years. The majority of the time, you'll beat the living daylights out of each other on the field, and then everyone comes off and it's ready ready for a beer. And it's one of the things I love about the the competition is there's there's not too much animosity. There's a, there's a few few little grudges that go on, and you know that's going to happen anywhere you play sport, but. For the most part, and you know, with the the mobile nature, players moving from club to club, it helps. But most most people, as I said, yeah, there's there's plenty of banner before the game, and not an inch given on the field. But most are quite happy to, you know, generally open crack a blue can at the end of the day and uh, have a chat about, you know, who got the upper hand in, in those battles, especially those boys that play up the middle, like yourself. Yeah, um, we had a few after the year after a grand final, we had a few boys go to Cardiff, they try themselves out at A grade there, and. Um, yeah, our favourite thing, go there, get on the beers there and uh, sledge them a bit. So hopefully, hopefully, they, hopefully they get back to normal and continue that rivalry, as, as you said. Yeah, mate, 100%. And, you know, uh, one that looking at how the draws have panned out at the moment, that a rivalry that won't necessarily resume this year. And mate, speaking of banter, there's been plenty of, plenty with one individual out at this club is, is West Walls. And they've been put up at the, in the initial draw, the draft draw stage up into A grade and... Uh, yeah, their, their man Dan Melmoth, who's out of the Glendale Glendale hatchery early, uh, mate. He he certainly uh, spiced up some conversations before the games last year. <laughs> yeah, it's always good, isn't it? It's always good with Melmoth. I used to uh, work with Brabber a fair bit, and um, I remember uh, last year I went and watched the trial match between Northern Maryland and Westy. I think Westy ended up putting a bit of a score on him, and then every time he would come back. With, for the kickoff, he'll have a big quick chat to me and <laughs> tell me how he's going to run the ball, if he should have passed and that, you know. Doesn't mind talking his game up, old Melmouth. Mate, he's a, he's a handy enough footballer, not that I'll tell, tell him that to his face too often because the ego the ego's plenty big on him, but he's good value and, um, yeah, he certainly loves the banner, but... Mate, uh, like you should, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna be prepared to to talk the talk, he's prepared to walk the walk and, and have a crack too when he's out there. So it's always entertaining, yeah. and I know that's another one. You guys are, are pretty blessed in terms of having a few good local rivals around you there, and you know pretty much whatever grade you end up in, you'll find one of them. So, um, mate, we, we look forward obviously to the the 2020 season. What 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 can you tell us in terms of especially your B grade side, your top side? What can we expect to see from them apart from you know? The, the the wizardry of uh, of Forbesy in the halves, mate. What else can we expect to see? What sort of style of footy are we going to see from Glendale in twenty twenty? Um, oh, the going off a couple of people we got, we should be um, pretty strong up in the middle. A bit more depth in our second row and that. Um, well, we they're signing. Well, we got a winger from Scorps, Matt Hay. Come yep. play for his two brothers. Come play with his two brothers. But he's a winger in first grade, so he'll probably make a good second row with the way he runs. Yep. And carries the ball for us. So hopefully he'll be on the path to one side with his brothers. So well, it should be good, hopefully. Yeah, certainly, mate. That'd be great to see. And, um, yeah, obviously, as we said, at this stage, you know, in B grade, you you talked about some uh, local. You get, you will actually get a little bit of travel this year, mate, depending on, on what happens. If, if the draw pans out the way it looks at the moment, um, you've got um, 
you know, obviously a trip to Maitland with Woodbury. You've got Malibula and Stockton up on the peninsula. Uh, Uni, which will be the local derby for you. And uh, Tall Timbers down at Arimba, mate. They've come up into B grade. They've got some handy players. So uh, they'll have your work cut out for you. But um, certainly be in the mix in the, in the early conversations, I think, in terms of, you know, it's a pretty open competition, that B grade one at this stage. Yeah, uh, we had a trial match against um, Tall Timbers there. And they come down, come down on the bus, only played half a game, and then went back. Only played twenty minute halves, but I think both sides only had sixteen. Yeah, right. It's a long trip for forty minutes of footy, isn't it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the trip was longer than the game of footy. Yeah, but yeah, that was like that was that players, and so were we. We only had sixteen each, but yeah. So hopefully, um, after winning C grade, they come up and. Rip in. I know they got put in B grade last year for one game. Yeah. Against West, I went went out and watched, and oh, they were tough up the front. Like for the first uh, twenty three minutes, they were giving it like holding their own against the strong Westy pack. But then they had enough injuries, and then they were getting the score on them, and then they went down again. So. Yeah, exactly, mate. I think I think they were a bit light on on registered numbers. Was the was the end, end move position there and. You know, there, there wasn't probably much in it. They probably would have still been competitive in what was a, a pretty red-hot B-grade competition last year, but um, they end up taking it to C-grade, as you said, and find themselves up. Meanwhile, as we touched on earlier, the um, and again, we, we I do put a big uh, big caveat on this, that uh, these are very early draft draws just to, to give a bit of a structure of the competition. And so we are looking very hypothetically, but if the um, if the southern pool that your second side is in, mate, um, if they... If that stays the same again, a couple of good little little derbies, a, a Westlake's match against Wanji, and uh, that, that side you talked about before, Walls End Maryland, mate, um, a proud club that's been around for a long time. Um, there'll be some good good rivalries there, and the Katara Bears as well. Yeah, um, once again, they had a trial match against a Wanji team at the start of the year when um, the the D-Go, the young, real young team, held their own for. Most of it, um, and then like there's a couple lapses in defence and that, with a couple of new players that haven't played before go on there. But what well, what we did see from them was pretty good football. So hopefully they just improve and uh, whatnot. And yeah, up against Katara, a few of the boys played against them last year, yep. playing for Cars D grade. Yeah, so I know they, I know they're pretty keen, happy with the draw they got. So. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it remains that way. And obviously, the other two sides there, Swansea, they were, they were impressive last year. And you think that if they can maintain the same players, that they'll be the ones that are probably the pace setters in that competition. And the other side, which would be an interesting one, is the they're playing under the Waratah banner, but the Lampton, New Lampton side, which similar to your side, mate, I understand is is all around that sort of nineteen years of age. So it might be the uh, the young bucks up against each other, Waratah versus Glendale. So maybe there'll be plenty of youthful enthusiasm and and probably some uh, attacking flair in those games. Yeah, that's what you want to see with the young, with the young fellas. Like, I remember like going back four years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, when we won the grand final, playing D grade. It was more teams full of old blokes. Yeah, <laughs> just still looking for a run. But now they seem to be a lot younger, unless I'm getting older and it's just going the age. But and everyone seems yeah. young as 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 the time passes <laughs> by. But yeah, it's certainly the case, and, and I know it's, it's interesting because it tends to be seems to be one one end of the spectrum or the other. But then you see some of those sides that play in, in traditionally in that North Pool over the last couple of years, and they've got kids that are 18, 19 that are absolutely lightning quick. And then you get the guys that we we alluded to before, the Shane Tappers and Simon Chapels of the world, which you know they get the best of both. But that's a great thing about that footy is 
you know, for the majority, no one's going out there trying to murder anyone or, you know, it's not the old the old lower grades of the Newcastle and Hunter and, I, and there's a few names that spring to mind, but I won't name them at the moment that, you know, they used to just get out there and they're old, you know, and begrudging that the, these young blokes were faster and more agile than them. So what they'd do is use their whole bag of tricks that they'd learn over, you know, 20 plus years of senior footy and beat, beat the li- living daylights out of them. Mate, it's hard, it's physical, um, but, you know, it's normally, you know, understood that if, you know, there's a team full of young blokes, then... Yeah, look, you play hard and fair against them, but again, um, in, introduce them to the culture of footy off the field, not uh, the old school 1990s, 1980s culture of footy that used to be when some of these guys might have uh, first donned the boots, mate. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to see too. Like, not about um, just enjoying it more. That's what that grade, like the lower grades, about. Still, like, still A grade, B grade, as well. Just still enjoying it. Yeah, my favourite thing still after is having a beer in the shower after and telling you stories about the game. It's still the favourite thing about footy, I reckon. Well, probably other than being on the field, but yeah, it's still probably my favourite thing. So it's enjoying it and socialising pretty much. Yeah, exactly, mate. I, I used to love the social side of the year that I played at Cardiff, and mate, some of the best things are you know, especially with that competition because you get to know so many of the guys you play against. You know, the, those guys that have been in the same competition or you know flicked past you in different grades over the years and, you know, you want to get one up over them or they've played with you before and you want to get one up over them and then, as you say, you know, go have a chat with your teammates in the shower, sing your song, whoever's won, and then, you know, sneak back out and get one beer in before um, before you've got to get right back home quite often depending on what the afternoon has in, in store for you. So, look, mate, we, we really appreciate your time and um, I will let you get back to the family. I appreciate, as I said, yeah, you, you're coming on tonight and we wish you all the best. We look forward to seeing... You know, Glendale developing further and further over the next couple of years, but hopefully 2020 is a successful season and you can lift one or two premiership cups at the back end of it. Um, and, yeah, it's been great great to have a chat and, and hopefully be able to catch you around for one of those uh, one of those blue cans we talked about, mates, uh, during the season. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Like, once again, thanks for um, doing this podcast too. Like, I know I look forward to listening to it throughout the season every week just to see what's going on, other scores and opinions and that. So. It's really entertaining. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'll have a chat to you soon. No worries. Thanks. And that was Ben Robertson from Glendale, the president, the front rower, and the uh, first, or the B grade, I should say, captain, their top tier captain. Uh, we really appreciate his side and, and West wish Glendale all the best for season 2020. Uh, it would be remiss of me before we wrap up not to again mention our great sponsors in Newey Threads. Uh, they've done a really good um, job of getting behind us this year and we look forward to hopefully seeing some some more um, ranges of clothes dropping on their website in the coming months. Uh, they've got plenty on there at the moment, so make sure you go and check out Newey Threads' uh, website and their Facebook page. It's the best place to find them. Head on to Newey Threads on Facebook. Also, make sure to check out our social media channels. Uh, we've got Lee Castle AU on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find us. Got a bit of varied content and opinion there. And of course, the bread and butter of it all is our Facebook page. Just look for Lee Castle on Facebook. Make sure if you uh, listen to us on one of the podcast providers, whether it's um, Apple Podcasts, uh, through the Google Play or through Spotify or any other reputable podcast provider, get, jump on, give us a rate. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to start looking in there and uh, anyone that gives us a five-star review, um, within reason, we'll try and read those out. Um, so make them as entertaining as you can. Uh, feel free to, you know, be as honest as you like too. 
but finally, uh, yeah, again, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate everyone's patronage of the show and uh, we look forward to catching up with you again soon for some more episodes of our regular League Castle show and some more League Castle legends. King, King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson. Runs to the line, he's got Buxton with him, it's been put on the toe. It's gonna to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to League Castle, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. So if I talk it comes up like that. So you just yell something out. <laughs>